Alan knows tech and things. He should change his Slack description from I know technology things to I know Hey, if you thought vehicle compliance was sexy and interesting, then you've come to the right place. This is The Rock Show, a kind of down-the-pub chat about transport compliance and how it's good for us all. I'm Alan, the CEO. And I'm John, Head of Compliance at Compliance Rocks. And welcome to The Rock Show. So yeah, I think I mean I've I'm not going to go into details to as to how this topic came out, but I was reading a book last night. Um, yeah, a book not not watching TV makes a change for uh, where we are right now. Um, I know, wow, wow. <laughs> um, yeah, re- re- uh, it's it's one of the books I was reading on holiday actually, John. You know the one about big tech. Can you remember? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you taking a picture of it while you're on the beach. Yes, yeah, yeah I was. I mean, it was, it, oh no, I wasn't on a beach. I was on my, I was on my balcony in my in my villa. You looked somewhere exotic and it looked know, hot, and I'm I, probably sweating uncomfortable. It was quite sweaty and uncomfortable. Then I went. In I feel sweaty. Room. I feel hot just thinking about it. Oh, oh. Um, other t-shirts are available. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I was, I was reading this book. I mean, without going into detail about the actual book itself, still talking about kind of how the big tech giants—Google, Netflix, Apple, Amazon, um, Facebook—are um, basically taking over the world. Um, that's kind of what mm. the, the premise of the book is. And one of Google's mantras is basically it, they can sum up what they say they do is do no evil. Uh, that's kind of one of their slogans they have all their employees kind of buy into um and i guess that's where it started from um so kind of a question that i was kind of asking is do we make people's lives better like do what we do actually make a difference to people's lives that's quite a deep meaningful it, it, question it is a big deep do, question but do we do we make their lives better well hell yeah of course. <laughs> I, I, I feel, I think, I think we could probably structure this conversation into kind of two or three bits. I think first one is, do we, you and I, the wider Compliance Rocks team that we've built, do we make people's lives better? And, and, I, and I think, I think we do, actually. I feel, I feel we are making a difference, maybe not to the industry just yet, but I do feel we make a difference to our clients' lives. And I think that's the important bit to remember. Well, yeah, I think, I think there's a couple of areas that we improve their lives on, isn't there? You know, we, we we like to think we're improving their financial back, but you know, the, the, the finance of the company, they don't have to spend money on having people working in the office. Uh, you know, we, we take away a lot of the heavy lifting through obviously what we've built as a company and what's coming as a company. But also it's that personal, isn't it? We, we're giving their lives back. We, yeah. we have so many small operators on our books that, you know, <clears throat> they run their company during the day. When they come home, right, it's invoices, it's paperwork. I've got to do the tackle downloads. I've got to do this for fours. I've got to do that for fours. And before they know it, it's it's a Sunday morning. And they're like, right, sorry, I can't spend time with my family or my kids. I've got some work to do. So yeah. I think there's a couple of different, yeah, definitely financial, definitely personal lives, giving back 
because that was what, what the mantra was when we first started, wasn't it? Yeah. That's how we got put so many people on board. They bought they that they they bought into the, what we were the the dream that we were selling. Do you want your time back? Yeah, uh, and I think I think having been doing it for what, sixteen months now, I think we do actually. I think our clients know that they do spend less time on a daily, weekly, monthly basis doing four stuff. Yeah, okay, at the moment we're very much specifically on fours. It's a very small part of a very big industry, but it is an integral part to a lot of people's lives right now, isn't it? Fours is still a thing that people have to do, whether they like it or not. And I think, yeah, if we can save people a few hours a week so they can spend their Sunday mornings having brunch or playing football in the garden or whatever, I think that's a, I think that has had a benefit. Do you think we actually make a difference to the industry? I th- I think it's going to come. I we we have a lot of clients on our books that are in one particular subsector of the industry. Yeah. And if you ask me the question about that subsector, yeah, we are making a, a, a difference, and it's a notable difference in that particular subsector of the transport industry. I think so. What sort of difference do you think we're making? I think we're, we're we're getting these guys to a totally different standard of trading than they would ever be. Yeah, I think you know, I, not, not, just, not in compliance, but you know that they're they're getting you know gold. You know, obviously, it's worth guys. If you are interested in what we're talking about, go to compliance.rocks and they should have a look at some of the blogs. Um, Alan and I take it in turns, mostly Alan. We does some really good blogs about going for gold, the benefits of gold, the benefits of silver, and yeah, there are some really good benefits, uh, you know, of, of going for the higher accreditations. Even if you don't need it for, say, business sake, you don't need it for, a, you know, if it's for a contract, you can have really big impacts. I think. I mean, I, I agree. Obviously, I mean that's why we do what we do. But I think if you read some of the blogs about kind of. The future of fours. I mean, I, I wrote a blog a few weeks ago on the future of fours, and it got quite a lot of uh, eyes on it. Actually, I wasn't expecting to get that many people read that blog, but I had I had quite a few people actually engage with it, and it was all about. I mean, okay, the future. It was a very controversial subject. It was what was the um the traffic commissioner's name? I can't remember his name now. It was the uh, Kevin. I can't remember. Yeah. I, I'm sure. I'm, I'm. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll write it down here somewhere at some point when it goes live. But yeah, the the um, the traffic commissioner mentioned that kind of fours is not fit for purpose, all that sort of thing. And to a certain extent, I think we can kind of see his valid points. I think he is wrong about some things, but I think he is valid. But we're quite specific how we operate, aren't we? We don't. Yeah, okay. We help our clients meet a standard of fours, whichever level they want to go to. That that's a given. If fours dropped away tomorrow, we would still offer the same level of service to our clients because fundamentally it does help people achieve a higher level of of standard, of efficiency, of financial standard, of compliance, of safety. There's so many things that we do actually improve in someone's operations that I think, yeah, I think we do have a massive impact on the lives of our of our clients. Mm. I, I guess the I guess broadening out that question is um if we redefine who we is are as a as a service to the so obviously the haulage the transport sector is massive i mean what there's how many million drivers how many million haulage companies in the country mm. um there's a lot of people that support that industry so obviously we're we're one of those supporters we are obviously a consultancy service um we provide kind of 
that that support to people but there's other people that support training providers there's um external transport managers um there's i mean who else would would you would you kind of class as as what we do in that sense what other kind of well you've got the maintenance providers <clears throat> you know the guys doing the services yeah software companies psychoanalysis software you know, even the maintenance side of it, the service sheets going online. So, and, and, yeah, and, there's, and there's guess, many, many cogs. There are lots of there are lots of organisations and people that that keep our wheels turning above and beyond just the drivers and the haulage companies. Um, but I think there are a few cowboys. The wrong word. I think there's a few people out there that maybe don't share our vision in making the com- making the industry a better place. Um, I'm not pointing fingers. I'm, I haven't got anyone in mind, actually. I'm not thinking like that, but I just know in other industries and in other spaces, there's always people that are here to make a quick buck. They're here to, to try and kind of pull the wool over the eyes, get something quickly, and then off they go, wait until next time sort of thing. And I guess, do, do, do you know of anyone that does that? Well, there's loads. <laughs> there are, there, there are, there are, medium-sized companies, large companies, and there are owner-operators that deal with that. The same as transport managers. There's lots of people out there that want to make a bit of easy money. You know, it's like, you know, they come during the night, take what they can, and then by the morning comes, they're gone. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there are a few consultants out there that do what we do, actually, aren't there? I mean, and and they come in, throw a folder, off they go, and that's kind of it. And to be fair... If you pay what you pay for that, you, you, you're getting what you pay for at the end of the day. You expect a certain level of service for what you pay for. And I think that's where where we're a bit different, obviously, spreading our costs, subscription model. We've spoken about that before. Um, but yeah, I mean, do do we do we think as an industry, as a as a support network of, of organisations to the transport sector, we could be more efficient? We could be better at that? Could we help them more? Do do we do we think there's people jumping through hoops for the sake of jumping jumping through hoops? I think there is an element of that, isn't there? Well, you can sometimes you can take forwards into that, can't you? There are some people that literally just do by the book. This is what we do. All we do is fours. I want to pass problems. That's it. For the rest of the year, it means nothing to them. They literally just panic the day before the audit and get it all together. So yeah, they're they're jumping through hoops for the wrong purposes. I think the main issue we've discussed this many many times the main issue we have in our industry is it's it's full of fossils (laughs) that sounds very rude but you know there's lots of old people that don't want to know about the new technology they don't want to know how we can not not us as a company but in general they don't they don't really care about making things digital and it's about trying to educate these people that it's not as expensive as people think. It's not as complicated as people think either. I, th- I think it's more the fear of the unknown that people find with this. It's not even the expense. Maybe. I think I think most people that run the work in the industry who run businesses from owner-operator size up to multi-fleet kind of organisations and all the support things that go with that, I think everyone is, is shrewd enough to know that time equals money. And efficiency is things you want to do. So if you can save ten percent of your time, then that's worth its weight in gold, isn't it? Like we 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 have that. We we buy services in that we know is going to stream on our business. Our invoicing system, for example, takes you seconds just to make sure it's up to date. I don't have to issue invoices to all our clients every month. 
yeah, okay, we, we pay a fee for that, but my time is valuable. I have other jobs to be doing. I don't think that's the issue. I think it's understanding how complicated it might be to in, input and start and get working. I think people, I think the barrier to entry in some technology, especially in our space, is quite high, actually. I think if you look at some of the software companies out there that support our industry, taking digital services as an example in this in this case, I think the likes of the TACO analysis software and the maintenance planners, I think there's a, there's a lot of systems out there, a lot of systems out there, that the vast majority of clients just simply don't know how to use because they're not easy to use. And I think that's where putting barriers up and not helping the industry is that they're, they're part of the problem, aren't they? I mean, mm-hmm. there's, there's, there's some of our clients that, that just simply don't use it and pay someone else to do the work for them because it's easier. Uh, it's just, that's, that shouldn't, that shouldn't be how the industry works. We should be here all clubbing together to make our clients lives easier. They sh- we shouldn't be trying to put barriers up. I think, I think fours, Okay, we could say that is a some of our clients say force is a barrier to operate, but I disagree. I think force is there as a tool to operate safely, legally, compliantly, uh, fuel efficiently, economically. Um, but there are an awful lot of systems out there that just put barriers up, and I think there's a lot of consultants out there that don't really understand how consultants and service providers generally who don't know how you can use technology to to make their clients lives easier i think that's where maybe we might differ ourselves to a lot of our competitors i'm not saying we're better i mean i i personally think of course we're better that's that's my view i meant to say that but there are some perfectly good consultants and four specialists out there that are as good as what we do and offer that same level of output they, they they meet the four standard their clients pass obviously we're not the only ones out there that pass forward or force audit force audits for them but i think because we embrace technology and therefore we encourage our clients to use that technology and we are constantly developing our technology to make our clients lives easier we are there actually making our lives better by using the technology we're using and i think if if other consultants, other 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 service providers in the industry can get on board with that idea and that concept, not necessarily using our technology. I mean, obviously, I'd like them to, but that's not the point. If they can use technology in general, then actually they won't be putting barriers up to clients, and they will be able to make their clients' lives easier. And fundamentally, I mean, that that's what gets you up in the morning, John. What what why do you get up you up in bed to do this? Out of bed to do this. <clears throat> We, we talk about this a lot, don't we? And I think the main thing is we know we're, we're making a difference. We know we're, we're changing, we're changing things. But go, go back to what you just said about other consultants using technology and trying to better. I think is one of the issues the same issue as the, 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 the drive, physical HGV drivers are having. They're, a lot of consultants are older types of people that done it oh I've done this all my life this is what I do and now we're making way for the younger generations yeah I've driven a truck you know people in their 20s 30s yeah I've driven a truck I, I, I know what to do I could, I could do this yeah I've used Dropbox before yeah yeah I can you, you know so it, I don't know is, is that is, are we going to see I th- I think... a different generation of consultants uh I think there will be yeah definitely I, I think I think you've got to take age out of it to a certain extent I think there are as you say, fossils, and I do to a certain extent agree with you. But I mean, you look at our client base; some of our best clients are what you would deem fossils. 
and I think they're fantastic. I think they know how to use our technology. They interact with us in a way that is far better than some of our younger clients. So I, I think I think age is not necessarily. I think it's mindset, and I think that's where it's it, it's one of the reasons I guess one of the reasons I guess why we set up this podcast and this show was to sort of start that conversation about about this so that people can see actually that you don't have to do it the way it's always been done there are ways out there that you can make things better for you more efficient cheaper save time so you can either grow your fleet which is i think what a lot of our clients like the idea of they want to they want to go okay well i've now got more time on my hands i can now add a truck to my fleet and not worry about having to employ someone else because i've got my drivers driving more um or they can just spend more time with family and friends and and well at the moment inside of the house but i mean <laughs> um i guess the point of this is to show that technology is a good thing and as long as everyone is trying to pull in the right direction i don't really care what what systems people use as long as everyone is genuinely trying to make the place better safer and make other lives of our clients better that's really the point of what i'm trying to get to is whether you want to come and be one of our partners, whether you want to come and use our systems when they're launched, whether you want to be trained in our way of doing things so you understand how we can develop deliver value to our clients every every month, or whether you don't want to do that, whether you want to look at our system and try and nick it, to be honest, crack on. I, I If you are going to improve the lives of your clients, then... I'm not going to get too annoyed with you. I mean, yeah, okay, we will follow you down with lawyers and, and take everything you got for it. But <laughs> the point is, if you go and try and imitate what we do, I'd take it because you actually are trying to make a difference to the industry. And to me, that that that's important. That's the most important thing. There's going to be, there's going to be no Colonel Sanders here. No, I mean, our, our, our secret sauce is is the fact that we've got a wicked team building a fantastic product to genuinely help our clients that that's what that's why we do what we do how many consultants that do what we do have a creative director i can't think of any i think i don't i know they, they, I, they, I, they, I, they're just they're just too interested in having some crappy looking websites and you know we do everything we're great and i've got lots of letters after my name yeah i, I, I think <laughs> I, yeah i think i think I think websites aside, and I think even 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 kind of, I mean, Stu, who who is obviously our creative director, he's working really hard on a lot of our sales materials at the moment, making sure we we offer out this professional look to to potential new clients and shout out to Stu. Yeah, he is. I'm hoping he is listening. Um, and yeah, I, I, there's not many people that would have have a Stu. To work on that but actually he's there for so much more than just making our sales materials look sexy he's here to make sure that our consistent brand and image sits across everything we do and yeah okay you could argue that's just because it looks nice and prevents it promotes us as as being professional but actually we're doing it to make our lives of our clients easier if it means they can navigate our systems and our products easier then we've made their lives better. So although it's not necessarily helping them meet a specific four standard or keeping their wheels turning on their truck, if it makes their lives that little bit easier to navigate what we've created for them, then we've then, then that role is vital to me. Having having him part of the team is, is massively important. And I think if you look at every member of our team, if we went down every one of our team, they all are there not just to do ourselves 
us as a company a favor and to do a job and to help us move the wheels of our company they're there to help the wheels of our clients company keep moving and i think you talk about kind of business management and leadership and management and stuff and you should try and align your team's goals with your business goals. That's all. I mean, that's a given. Any anyone in your team, when you set them, they're 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 kind of you do your appraisals with them, and you say what your goals for the next twelve months are, your next six months are. You obviously want to align those with your company goals so that they're moving in your direction. That, that's 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 a given. That's that's just leadership management one hundred and one. But something I kind of clicked the other day when reading this was, you really want to have our clients' goals and our goals aligned. Because if our clients' goals and our goals are aligned, whenever we make improvements, they make improvements. And I think sometimes, and I think we do actually. Do you agree? I think I think we do. Oh, definitely, wholeheartedly. Yeah. And and the fact that we have those aligned means that we're always getting feedback on our product and our service. There, customer success. One of our one of the girls in the team. She she's making sure that all our clients are happy with our service. And if we could improve and, and yeah, sometimes we get some feedback that we can act on and yeah, sometimes it's like, oh, okay, we, we, what have we done wrong? It's like, well, no, let's take that and go, what could we do better? And we do that with everything we do. Like we talked about the Rocks Academy last time, last week on the, on the show, and we're now launching that soon. We've gone through about six months, different, different versions of how this is going to look before we're going to try and get out the door. Actually, let's just get it out, test it. If our clients use it and want to use it, well, then our goal of developing it and their goal of using it is the same. So we're working in the same direction. I think that's, mm. I think that's key. Trying to align, we're not there. We're not snake oil salesmen or charlatans or whatever, as, mm. as, as the phrases you like to use. We are there to genuinely help our clients. And if that is always the way, I think as a company we're going to grow. And if we can, if we can work with other service providers to provide that level of direction i think it's only a good thing for the industry yeah i would hope so <laughs> yes <laughs> cool <laughs> so yeah i mean I, I i get quite evangelical when i talk about this sort of stuff don't i i apologize it's because you're very opinionated yeah <laughs> I, I, and i know i am and i think i think anyone who leads a business should have an opinion you can't you can't just ride with it you have to have an opinion on how things should be done mm. um and I think anyone that runs a business would agree with that. But I like to think that in all my naivety, I'm doing it for good. I want this to be a good thing for the industry. I want to improve people's lives and I want to make people's lives that much better. And I think, mm. yeah, okay, we started this show during obviously this coronavirus outbreak and whatever, and we're, we're midst of it right now. But actually that help, that desire to want people to make, make people's lives easier should extend way beyond this. I mean, I know, obviously, if you listen to this now, it may or may not be midst of the midst of the crisis. But how many people signed up to to help out the NHS to be a volunteer? I think it was like don't know seven, the exact number. It was. They, I think they wanted two hundred thousand people, and over seven hundred thousand people signed up. And mm. that just—I mean, you go outside your door every Thursday to clap for the NHS, don't you? Mm-hmm. And. Mm-hmm. Like that 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 that, re- that makes you feel really proud to be part of a nation that still that, that, that does that has pulled together in this time and we're all trying mm. to work towards that common goal and I think that okay it can get quite emotional we're in the midst of this thing right now but if we can kind of keep that 
that that mentality going forwards it's been much better than all the arguing that happens on Facebook all the time, surely. It's just a shame it had to come to this for everyone to go, hold yeah. on, let me get in the chest. I know everyone probably deep, you know, probably does think deep down they do, do do a good job, but it shouldn't have come to that point where we need yeah. to clap every Thursday night. Yeah, I'm trying to work out what I'm going to do this Thursday. I might go out with some whistles and some pots and pans and really make a racket. <laughs> wake, wake, I say I live on a quiet, quiet road, and I've got a lot of families up and down. So I might get shouted at by uh, the families across the road. Not to mention my wife, because of my little one asleep. But we'll ignore that one. Um, well, we're lucky. There's only six six houses in our little road, isn't there? Yeah. So it's all of us are out. So it's not really that loud. But someone keeps putting, go there, setting fireworks off when the road's behind us, which is nice. So yeah, that's nice. But yeah, th- I think I think that that mindset, if we can. I mean, we had that mindset with our clients beforehand. I think we 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 do want to help our clients, and that does drive what we do. Um, but yeah, I think I think we want to we want to build a network of people. As as I think listeners of the show might have alluded, might have seen we've alluded to that we are obviously building up a network of of people we want to partner with, so that when we drop the new technology that we've been speaking about we can actually get it being used by a wide variety of people and really, really make a difference. Um, mm. So, yeah, I think that that, that probably is a, a good time to end. I think that was poignant enough to uh, to, to close the show. So, um, yeah, I guess, unless you've got anything else you want to add, John? No, the last thing I was going to say, you, you just talked about, you know, our, our clients and partnering up. I think one thing I do like, and I hope... I hope I can continue this, you know, I'm sure it gets to the point where I won't be able to, you know, hopefully we do grow. Uh, but I, I, I like having the personal conversations with, 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 with our clients, asking how things are. And, you, you know, I know pretty much all of our clients, all their families. I, I don't know them face to face, but speaking to them, you get to know them. So, you know, having that that relationship with these guys it really makes us feel feel part of their their team. We're our own company, but you know, yeah, the the, 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 the level of trust that we've we've, we've built up. Like yeah. Most clients I speak to, the first thing I say is, "Yeah, how's family? How's my little one? Yeah, how's your little one? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah you know." Yeah. Then we talk about business. We of course we spoke about wanting their business to prosper. That's probably the second thing I was asked. How's business? Oh, that's good. Oh, you got your yeah, all trucks out. What's, what's, what, what, how much you're earning you know, day rate? Yeah, it's great. You've got money's coming in. The business is doing well. I say you had one of our clients message us on our and our client messaging boards uh, just before we came on this call on this on this show, and we thought she was going to ask for something, and it was just saying, like, "Just checking in. You're okay." Like that's quite nice, isn't it? To have a client, and that, that, and that means a lot. Yeah, that mean that mean that means a lot. It's nice to know we're not only we're doing we're doing a good job for these people. We are improving their lives, and they're taking their time out to just just message us. Yeah, I don't expect I don't I don't expect everyone to do that, and I don't no. want everyone to do that. But it's just nice to know that we're not, you know, a faceless corporation. Yeah. You know, it's and I want to continue to have that. Yeah, and obviously, I, think, you know. I, I, I think I mean we are obviously we are going to grow, and with the partnership scheme that we're going to launch in a few months that personal touch is going to have to be provided by the partners. Our, our system, we we are going to get to the point that we're not, well, we're very quickly going to get to the point we don't know. When we're starting selling our software to people, we won't get to know everyone. But I think that that that, that point you make about knowing our clients is vitally important for our partners to take on board. 
so that when they go out and deliver our, our, our product on on our behalf and they go and use our systems and and sol- solve clients problems they do get to know their clients names they do get to know that their 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 dogs had a litter of puppies or whatever and I, that that to me is an important part of of our partnership scheme which is why actually our partnership scheme won't be for everyone not initially anyway we're looking for a very specific type of uh uh, a, a partner and i think that's that's something that we'll probably cover in future future shows as and when down the road but i think yeah i think that's that's, that's an important point to make that we do want to help people but we want to help people that want to help people i think that's important mm. so yeah the compliance rocks why it won't be for everyone no no and also <laughs> we we don't want just anyone to join us no i think and, and i think we we've we proved that by the fact we have turned clients down Yes, because they don't fit with our ethos, and I think that will work with our partners as well. Um, mm. So yeah, I think that's I think that's probably now. Although we said we're going to end about five minutes ago, that is <laughs> is, is more likely a, a more poignant way of ending. So um, thanks for tuning in, guys. Hope you found it informative and entertaining. This has been the Compliance Rocks Rock Show. Um, as ever, please subscribe um, to our YouTube channel. Please follow us on Spotify. You can always go to compliance.rocks for more information or drop me an email. That's Alan at Compliance.rocks. Thanks for listening and see you guys soon. Thank you.